Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And Warren Radio is on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, and Pocket Cast. And this is part of our Statement of Faith, the WIBR Warren Radio on America and Christianity. We are called to live for Christ and to be a light in a dying world. Nevertheless, as believers, we can stand for truth against those whose godlessness and hatred has pushed this nation past the brink of lawlessness and division right into the apocalypse for this country. And do not miss the featured posts this week of our in-depth biblical articles and radio shows featured on both warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America, by their fruits. Featured on danaglinsmith.com. Still the darkness and the rising. The work unveiled. Opus potestus revelare. America, House of Long Shadows. Grace Going Forward from Here. Featured on warn-usa.com. Antichrist, Terror, Faith, Gospel Advocacy, Gospel Report. Spirit of Adoption, Book of Romans, Part 15. Indignation, Initiation, Invitation, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 87. And do not miss these Warren Radio episodes from October 25th through the 27th. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Persecuted Christians, China, Russia, Ukraine, Gaza Church, Printing Bibles, and Belarus. Thursday's Battle Lines, Redeemer Redemption Comes, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 194. And Friday, Sound the Shofar, Kingdom War and the Coming King, Admonitions, Part 9. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman, Dana G. Smith. There's danger and intrigue. Dark forces are plotting. The nation is at risk. Can Max save the United States? The Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storylines of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you can get your copy of The Rising by going to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, Angus & Robertson, and you can get The Rising eBook on Google Play and you can also get your copy of The Rising by going to danaglinsmith.com and while on the site be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings. Welcome to another Friday. Yes, sirree. Another Friday for many. Around here we have a lot of people that uh, go to work early in the morning and come home in the afternoon. Up early to bed. I mean early to rise, you know. We're a little bit different because uh, of everything that we're doing around here. So sometimes we stay up a little later and get up early. (laughs) But it's Friday, a weekend. Joe Biden's in charge. America's still confused. Israel's still fighting a war. Biden reneged again like he usually does and wants America to give him space, which they're not going to do, and they shouldn't. Let's see, the Democrats are still up to their wickedness with the 14th Amendment, which is absolutely ridiculous, but they will try anything to stop Trump, to bother Trump, to pester Trump to cost him money. The Democrat Party is the party of the slaves. They're the ones that wanted to keep the slaves. It was the Republican Party and the blood of many that was shed during the Civil War that freed the blacks. And it hasn't been an easy road, but I got news for you. It's not an easy road for anybody, no matter what your race, color, or creed is. We are in the end of days, and these are perilous times. There's a flood of filth and unclean spirits throughout the land, not just the world, but especially in America. We are doing things that we never would have done, and, you know, I'm not going to go on. I'm going to stop there not going to get into it. But we are still talking about the kingdom war and the coming king. And I'm I'm wanting the coming king to arrive. Yet we have a lot of work to do. There's many people that need to be awakened, many people a multitude that needs to be saved and redeemed. Now, if you really aren't, you know, understanding some of this being saved stuff, then you may be one of those needing saved. Now, we say that as Gentiles. Because we are saved by faith through God's grace. You see, out of God's love and mercy flew or came God's grace, which is his favor. Like the same thing he did with Abraham. He told Abraham stuff and Abraham believed and it was imputed unto Abraham for righteousness sake now see through Yahshua today who died on the cross for our sins we believe on the person and the work of atonement on the cross and then like in 1 John 1 we walk in the light as he is in the light And we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It's a relationship. Because when you walk in the light as Christ, 
you were fellowshipped with him. You were drawn close and able to come close because of the atonement. And in John chapter 1, he went to his own. His own received him not. But to those who did receive him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God even to those who believe in, trust in, and rely on his name. So you receive him. Your heart, your soul, your spirit is where the spirit of God resides, where your spirit resides. And you receive him. You open up your heart to receive, to believe on him. And God reads your heart and your intentions and he gives you the power through the Spirit of God to become born again. Because God is not willing that you should just perish. His will is for you to repent and be saved. You got that? And for all you saints and patriots out there, <laughs> I laugh when I think of the word saints because, you know, when we get in church or get with other believers, you know, sometimes we have a few issues. But I have fond memories of our home church which doesn't exist anymore after all these years. We were gone for quite a few years from this neck of the woods and uh, then we came back which has been quite a, quite a while ago because time goes by so fast. But at any rate I just want you to know that God provided for you to become a son of God. He provided for you to be redeemed. And we are living in perilous times. And through him, through his power, the and the spirit of God in the name of Christ, we come unto him. And so, the kingdom war and the coming king. The kingdom war is that place where we war and battled in the spirit. Those things that are happening in the physical realm. That's where you fight them. The battle, as Paul said, is not flesh and blood. Now sometimes, as in Israel's case, you have to physically take things into your own hands. You know, and, and God loves Israel. Paul understands a lot of things about Israel, and he explained this in Romans chapter 11. So if you need some information, go to Romans chapter 11 and read it, study it, and understand it. Israel ain't going nowhere, no matter what these knuckleheaded, and, and they're worse than knuckleheads. They, they are damnable for what they've been doing. And to take little babies and put them in an oven and turn it on and leave, there's no humanity. There's nothing but devil in their heart. And they're going to perish. And they're going to wish to God that they had never seen or heard of the doctrine that they followed. And the Lord says, Fear not them which kill the body. Yea, fear him who can kill the body and destroy the soul. Yeah, I say to you, fear him. So today, on this Friday, Everything is a mess, but God is in charge. God has shaken the world, and at the same time, 
this wickedness is being allowed because there's two harvests that's going to be harvested when this is over. The harvest of the wicked and the harvest of the righteous. So as we see the harvest of the wicked, even now and how wicked they are, you're going to see the harvest of the righteous. God ain't going to stop saving people just because America's going to hell. And he isn't going to stop saving people because the world's going to hell. Now you can take that to the bank. Now there is coming a time though when you look at uh, the dark one when he arrives that and you can also read this in the seals judgment in Revelation 6. You see there's a bunch of martyrs on the throne. They cry out to God how long are you going to wait before you avenge our blood which is okay that that is in the Torah the shedding of innocent blood there's a penalty for that and there's a lot of peoples even in America that are going to suffer the wrath of God because of innocent blood so just because you live in America don't think that you're going to automatically go to heaven Matter of fact, I would venture to say because you do live in heaven, you're more inclined to wind up in hell because, you know, things are accepted here in this country today that are an abomination before God Almighty. And you women are not excluded either. Matter of fact, you're worse off than most of the men. Because the women are more subject to deceit through these familiar spirits. You're open to them more. That's because you're more sensitive. In the same case, when women get saved truly through Christ, they can actually hear the Spirit and are open to the Spirit of God a lot more than many men are. Men are trained, well, you know, in the Old West, the man was there with the gun, and he was there with the Bible, and they would read that Bible in the evening, but he was to provide the food, protect the family, work the crops, and fight off anybody that would try to take it from him. That was perilous. So today in our modern world, we have a kingdom war. And it's in the spirit. So we are to stand, therefore, as Paul says. And you very well know, if you've been in the church and been saved for any length of time, what Ephesians 6 is. That's one of the most preached passages, I think, in the church. Verse 12 says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You've got wickedness in the state. You've got wickedness in the state house. You've got wickedness in the judicial system. You've got wickedness in every aspect of government. Every aspect of life. There is spiritual wickedness over the, the whole North American continent. There's principalities, there's powers, and there's the rulers of the darkness of this world. And there's spiritual wickedness. There are those who work in spiritual darkness. Humans. Many women. And they throw curses around like 
you change your shorts every day that is if you do they just love to do that that's why you need to stay close to the Lord because those curses ain't going to work on you if you stay close to the Lord you're prayed up you see one verse I like a lot the Lord is praying this is in John I think it's the 17th chapter and he says, I pray thee, Father, that you would not take them out of the world, meaning his followers, but that you would keep them from the evil. Remember that. Keep them from the evil. Now, in the Lord's Prayer, as we call it, you know, the phrase is, deliver them from evil. So there is no doubt the Lord, when he was here, told us that there is evil and that evil we need to be delivered from and we can be delivered because the name above all names now because of the atonement and the success of Christ is in the name of Jesus Christ Yeshua the Son of God well in Revelation you know when he went to the cross he had emptied himself and uh, you know he had glory with the father before he came but when he was being spat upon and taken to the cross he was nothing he was just another freaking crook those Romans didn't know him from uh, from nothing the Jews you know the Jews should have recognized him but they didn't the common people recognized him and as the Lord said, I haven't been, I haven't come to save the righteous. No, he's come to save the sinners. Of which I was one. So was Tower, so were you. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And the soul that sinneth, he shall die. So that's, that's where you're at. Everybody that gets born in this body is going to die, and after you get rid of this piece of flesh, you stand before God in judgment. And whatever you've done in this body, you're going to pay for. Now, because of Christ, when you get to that cross, uh, or to the judgment, God will pass over you like in Passover, when the death angel went through Egypt, and you'll be saved. This is all the reasons... God has put, put it there for you. So when you find evil, wickedness, when you have spirits that are bothering you, and these come in forms of thoughts, depression, darkness upon you, get, your, get someone to help you, and you sit there and pray together, and you rebuke these. You worship you. I thank you, Father, for your mercy today. Thank you, Father, for our victory in Jesus Christ. But, it, Father, in Jesus' name, I need your help. Because the Lord said, I pray thee, Father, that you don't take them out of the world, but you keep them from the evil. So you rebuke whatever spirit that is, and you can tell by its fruits. If you're depressed, it's a spirit of depression. If you're lustful, it's a spirit of lust. Whatever, whatever it is, you can tell. It's by their fruits you, 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 you will know them. Even spirits have fruits. You can discern that. You can tell that. Whatever it is, hate, contempt, rage, whatever it is, you can do it. Now, of course, we do have certain proclivities in the flesh anyway, so you've got to battle those. And I do it very simple. I rebuke the flesh. And whatever it is, that impulse, whatever it is. And it's not, it's not hard. The bottom line of it is, is that Jesus already prayed for you. I pray thee, Father, that you would not take them out of the world. Well, that's what he prayed. So you're in the world, but not of the world, so to speak. You're of Christ. 
and keep them from the evil. See, so ask the Lord to keep your family from all evil. I pray thee, Father, and you mention the name of your family or or even yourself, you know, I pray that you'd deliver me from the evil and keep me. Or I pray, Father, that you'd keep my family, name their names from the evil and keep them and watch over them. Deliver them in Jesus' name and make a way for them. Bless them. Fill their hearts with love, joy, and peace, etc. This is what you need to do today. You need to protect them. There's a lot of wickedness. And the and you've got to learn some things. You know, these crooks can tell a victim. Or at least they think they can. And your job is to make sure that they get foiled, especially if they attack you. You know, and the other thing that just astounds me today is how people stand around while these groups of blacks, mostly blacks that I've seen in the cities, steal stores blind. And I was watching another one. I happened to be on Twitter because we put some stuff on Twitter. And uh, they were showing things from Halloween. And there was the first video. I don't know. There were a lot of people there, but there was a big bowl. This was a big house. This, these people had money because it was a pretty big house. And uh, these people, the kids, oh, there were adults with them. They started scooping out the whole bowl. It, it looked like a two-gallon bowl. And it looks like a witch's pot because it was for Halloween. Probably plastic. Is filled with candy and they were scooping it up putting it in their pockets and there probably was uh, 10 people there and they emptied that thing see that's greed that's theft that's not the way America works but that's the way America works today because America is unclean it's selfish and it and and it, this spirit of uncleanness and rebellion is poured out on this land because of what we do there was another one too video right after that a different video and they were doing the same thing well you see the problem with Halloween Halloween is cursed it is because in real Halloween I mean even if you follow it back to Sam Hain it's always been connected to death and there is sacrifices that go on at certain times of the year from those who serve Satan on times like Halloween and others. So this is a dark blood holiday. And some of the most strong spirits in, in the world in, in darkness are spirits of blood and sex. And you can add one more, death. Very strong spirits of darkness. And you need Christ to break them. So we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against the principalities, powers, the rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness. And in our day of wickedness and evil, those rulers of darkness are now in many places of the global nations of men. They're in their neighborhoods. They're in their cities. They're on their streets. They're everywhere. Now see, if you're in America, you can see the changes and the evil and the wickedness and the corruption that's taking over this nation. Now I'm telling you, that faith-filled believers in Christ Jesus are the ones who can cleanse this country and cast the demons out and turn this place around. But sitting in some of them big churches, listening to some of these mamby-pamby faith teachers, you ain't going to get nowhere. Now, they're not all wrong. But the problem of it is, there comes a time for preaching and a time for grabbing a gun.
That's right, a gun. But see, our gun is the Bible. Our sword is the Bible. The words that we speak are found in Christ Jesus, and we have his backing. The blood of Christ is our cleanser. And we have the power. Now, some of this you're going to take on, you need to fast and pray at least three days. And if it's a big job, and you'll know it, it's seven days. And if it's a real big job, 40 days fast. What did the Lord do when he met the devil? 40 days. If you're planning on going in a place that's full of the devil, you had better fast 40 days and have someone fast with you. And don't ever go alone. You always take two or three or more, at least two believers that have fasted and prayed with you. I mean, two believers in all. At least. Never go alone. Unless you were Elijah. <laughs> you know, he took on the prophets of Baal. Now, he didn't kill them all. The Lord killed them. The Lord destroyed them. Because Elijah built the... He did the first sacrifice and called the Lord down. But when the fire came down, it licked up all the wicked priests. Now Jezebel didn't like that, so she went after him. And so Elijah fled in fear, and he fainted along the way, so God had the ravens feed him. He finally made it up to the cave, and God said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he and he was he was he was afraid. He said, "I alone am left. There is nobody else in Israel that serves you." Something to that effect. And God said, "Elijah, I have seven thousand who have not bowed the knee to Baal." You see, sometimes we make a mistake. You see, Elijah didn't know there was seven thousand believers because. These believers were quiet. They served the Lord and kept away from the uncleanness. Their, <laughs> their temple was corrupted already by the priests and even by some of the prophets. They, it was unclean. That means your churches can be unclean. That means your pastor can be unclean. And we have some pastors and others that are departing from the true faith, which isn't surprising. Because this is war. Now the biggest the biggest thing here Now there's this little story I tell. There's this guy and he gets bugged by these devils. And he's having some trouble. And so he rebukes them in Jesus' name and they're standing there. He rebukes them again. And he says, I rebuked you in Jesus' name and you need to leave. They look at him and, yeah, yeah, we know what you said. And we know who Jesus is, but apparently you don't. Because he didn't believe. Remember the sons of Sceva in Acts? They tried to <laughs> cast devils out of this guy, Jesus, whom Paul preaches. See, it don't work that way. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus Christ, the one who Paul preaches. <laughs> yeah, they knew who Jesus was, and they knew who Paul was, but who were these? They don't have to obey them, so they beat him and they ran out the door. 
You see, this this is the deal here today. In America, you can get a, you used to be able to get away with that stuff, having soft nosed preachers, soft uh, church denominations, saying it's okay to do certain immorality. You know, after all, you can ask God to forgive you, right? It's amazing. You have to be connected to the Lord personally. You know, I have a lamp in our house. Most of you have a lamp. You know what it is. Now, I can sit there and talk to that lamp all day long to turn on. Now, some of them you can clap and they'll come on. And that's okay. But if you unplug that sucker from the light socket, you can talk all day. Ain't nothing going to happen. If you want to use electricity, you got to plug it in. Now we have batteries. And that can go a long way. But you still got to turn them on and there comes a time when they're dead and you got to go get new batteries. Well see, Jesus doesn't work like a battery. He's there all the time. He wants fellowship all the time. You have to know him. It has to be a comfortable relationship. You know him. You honor him. So, let me look up here a minute. We got a big, long thing here. Luke 12. You know, Luke 12 has 59 verses. <laughs> That's a lot of verses for just one thing. So, we get down here a bit. Verse 49, Luke 12, 49. You see, when you, when you talk about the Lord, you know, everybody talks about his love, and he loves you. That's, that's not the issue. But we think everything's got to be cozy and nice, you know, with no issues. If you think serving Jesus doesn't have issues with it, then you don't know what spiritual warfare is. We are in the last days. Now, the beast hasn't the dark one, I call him. You can call him the Antichrist, but we already have a whole multitude of Antichrists. This dark one coming is not Antichrist. He is the epitome of darkness. He's much worse than some of these so-called Antichrists. All an Antichrist is is someone who's opposed to Christ. And we got a lot of them in America. We got a lot of them around the world. They're opposed to him. Anti. No, the one that's coming is the king of darkness. And he'll be in human form. And he will appear as an angel of light. In other words, he'll be nice. He'll have certain powers. And he'll deceive the nations. Now you see, Christ came, and here's the guy, the Son of God, who came to redeem us. Now, I haven't been up to heaven walking around lately, 
So I really don't know every little aspect of heaven. I know what the scripture says. And whatever the spirit reveals to me. But, you know, it was one of those places that when he finally gets, let's go back to John 17 and in that whole thing. Well, at any rate, the Lord talks about a lot of stuff in there, but he asks the, uh, the Lord to, uh, our Father, to uh, restore the glory to him that he had with the Father <clears throat> before the world began. So he emptied himself, as I said before. So his glory was gone, but he still had all the anointing that he was going to need. He was fully operational to prove that he was the Almighty. He was the one to come. Now see, that upset the Pharisees. So right away they started getting... anti-Christ with him. But see, his name wasn't Christ. It's actually Christos in the Greek. But there's also Latin and Hebrew. But the one thing he said in 49 of Luke 12, I am come to send fire on the earth. What will I if it already be kindled? And I have a baptism to be baptized with. How am I straightened till it be accomplished? Suppose that I am come to give peace on the earth? I tell you, nay, but rather division. Christ didn't come to make you all hug and kiss one another. Because people won't do that. Now, if they're half drunken on drugs, they might. But you see, he came down, was doing miracle signs and wonders. He was doing good. He raised Lazarus from the dead. And what did the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the other rulers of the temple do? They plotted to kill him. And they were going to kill uh, Lazarus too. Because he was now alive and not dead. Because they all feared that everybody would follow this guy. The Lord. They were totally deceived. They were blind. And there, there is a scripture and, and there is a reason why they were because it was judgment. But there were those that did believe. But the bottom line of it was he was come down to send fire on the earth. He was going to make them uncomfortable and he was going to stir the pot because the Son of God had come and this was one of the most important missions that he has. That was the baptism. He was going to go to the cross. The Son of God who, know, who knew what heaven was like. And now he's allowing a bunch of men to judge him, beat him up, make him carry a cross, and kill him and hang him from that cross. And that cross is a curse when he hung on it. He became a curse for us. shedding our blood. He was the Passover lamb. When they celebrated Passover, that lamb had to be blameless. Had, it couldn't have anything on it. It had to be perfect. Then they could use it in Passover, even to this day. And so he came to send a fire on the earth, and he says... What will I if it's already kindled? He's going to continue, whether it's kindled or not. He's the fulfillment. He said, I haven't come to destroy the law. I have come to fulfill the law. 
But he also said along with this, I have a baptism. I have something I have to do. That's why I came. I didn't give up my place in heaven just to come down here and stand along with you and and get beat up. You know, I have 50 legions of angels I could call on right now. He allowed him to do that. He purposely went to the cross. Thank God he did. But see, the thing of it is, death couldn't hold him. Why? Because he was the son of God. More than that, he had the power. And he raised the body from the dead. He did it. The body didn't raise itself. The body was dead. He has the power to raise that his own body from the dead, make it functional again, totally recreate it from his death, and make it functional. But it's not like any other body. And then he says, suppose that I'm come to give peace on earth? I tell you nay, but rather division. Another word is war. He's warring against darkness. And there is going to be a division. And you can see this really, really clear, especially in the Muslim world. Because if, if the wife, if you have a Muslim family, and the wife suddenly finds Jesus, she keeps it quiet. But if, but if her husband finds out he will beat her he'll probably kill her and so a lot of various now we do the advocacy for the persecuted church and we have this a lot now if the son goes out and gets saved then they'll try to kill him too and in most Muslim nations if you leave the faith of Islam they're going to kill you because that means you're going to die. So we see this illustrated within the Islamic community. And you can also find it among the Hindus when one of them leave the faith and become a Christian they will kill those who were responsible. You see this all the time. In America, you haven't seen this kind of stuff. You may have heard of it, read about it, and you may give to a ministry that will help the persecuted church. But the bottom line of it is, there is a war, and it's getting worse now, and it's going to continue to get worse. Jesus didn't come to kiss babies and give uh, sugar to everybody. And he said, let the children come to me. He loved them. And he warned against abusing them. But the bottom line of it is, is that Christianity has another side. Why do you think the Christians went to war against the Muslims who were trying to take over the world? And went on for a long time. Till finally, and I forgot the guy that did it, but he met them when they were trying to take over Europe. You see, the apostles had already won most of the world to Christ, and, and Christians were in a lot of the areas all over the Mediterranean, and they were going into Asia. But when Muhammad came along, he had a spat with the Catholic Church. So he started his own religion and guaranteed all the warriors they can rape all the women they want, take anything they want, kill whoever they want. 
And then, if they die in jihad, they're going to go to paradise and have a bunch of women. Well, <clears throat> totally carnal. Totally secular. Totally appeals to the lust of the flesh. That is not going to get him into heaven. No matter what you say. There's one way through Christ Jesus. And he didn't deliver you to let you go up to heaven and be filled with demons. He delivered you so you would be the sons of God. Holy and righteous. That's the battle. It's never changed since he came. So that whole section till the end kind of talks about, you know, talks about that stuff. But the bottom line of it is, is that, you know, even in the world today in the church, the kingdom of God, then there's the house of God. Even with the Israel. If the devil can defile the house of God, in that case with the Jews, it's the temple. If he can defile the church, defile those who are preaching the word, defile Christians, then he's won. So you have to make up who you're going to serve, and it is going to cost. Those that overcome in the end days, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and they love not their lives unto the death. There's a cost. It's not going to be all roses and daisies and hugs and kisses. Because I can tell you, I know of another, another example from the stories that we do. True stories. And we report them is all we do. And there's this Christian and he was uh, in India. He, he ministered in India. And uh, many times he was called out to go pray for the various people of whatever ailment they had. And he'd go pray for them and they would get well. And he even did this for the Hindus. And... Uh, so he went to this one Hindu family who, who had called him. They contacted him. And uh, he prayed for them. And that illness was totally, totally, they were totally delivered. It was such a miracle that the Hindus turned to Christ. And so the local Hindu community found out about that and all hell broke loose. And uh, they came after that guy. And they didn't kill him at that time. But there was another call sometime after that. And he went, as usual, to go pray for him. And when he got there, he was met by a group of Hindus who beat him to death and killed him. He had wife and family, you know, kids. That's the cost. That's the cost. And in these end of days... Knowing the cost and knowing who you serve is very important. Because you have children, more than likely. You might have a mom and dad that are getting older. And you might run into people that really need the Lord. And just religion isn't going to do anybody any good. 
it's it's not doesn't have any power with it Christ isn't behind it and you've got to get serious and of course we're here talking about the kingdom war and the coming king we're talking about the kingdom war now the other part is the coming king one of the reasons you got to get this right is because you got to stand before the Lord he'll hold you accountable he's given you the word of God he, he will give those who have received him the spirit of God and there's also ministers and Christians around that can help you and that's why especially in America the church has gotten a little lukewarm and cold and in some cases they're absolute profane So you need to be careful where you're going to church and who you're listening to. And you need to seek the Lord and you need to understand that in your family and in your own life you can rebuke the devil. You can bind these spirits. You can cast out demons. You can be the one that helps your family. And those around you. Now see. Don't tolerate these things. Stand up. Rebuke them and get rid of them. In Jesus name. Father we thank you for your word. And for those that hear this. Whenever they hear it. Father, I ask that you would bless this word and bless those who hear it. Let this word get into their spirit and help them. Give them wisdom, revelation, and knowledge into your word. Help them, Father. Deliver them. Help them to stand strong in your name in these wicked, perilous times. In Jesus' name, amen. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. In Jesus' name. And Father, if anybody who listens to this has any kind of an issue or needs healing in any way I pray Father in Jesus name for their healing and their deliverance let them come to you and be restored don't forget to go by our websites at warren-usa.com danaglinsmith.com Listen to the shows and read the articles. Leave a comment. You can also follow us through WordPress. And we're on a lot of different places to listen to. Because we produce this in our own studio. And we send it out to the various places where it gets distributed from there. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Look to the Lord. Be safe. Be blessed. And for Tower and I, have a great weekend. And may your family be blessed. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.